Hey guys, welcome back to Nam Talk Network and Basic Binges. Um, I'm your host, Mike Manalo. We are here to talk about the second episode of The Last of Us. And I'm here with my two good buddies, uh, Jordan and Kenji. Uh, how are you guys? Hopefully everyone's doing okay. I'll have you guys introduce yourselves, um, you know, right now as well. Um, Jordan, would you like to start? Sure. What's going on, everyone? Uh, thank you for having me back for the second episode. I am so thrilled for this introduction um, and or this introduction to this film or, or sorry, to this uh, TV series and uh, adaptation from the uh, video game. It's just getting good um, and better um, each episode I watch. So I'm really excited. Um, I am having a <laughs> microwavable cheeseburger um it's actually really good so don't knock the microwavable cheeseburgers um and a mai tai tonight so we'll talk about it but yeah good to see you all great to see you too jordan and then kenji how about you buddy uh hey everybody my name is kenji i am a actor and martial artist um i'm really excited to be back here again like honestly like i it's i'm right there with uh, jordan when he said like in a Every episode so far has been getting good. So, like, I actually want to just keep talking about it. And yeah, I'm excited. Uh, Yeah. um, Oh, so I am eating egg rolls uh, that I uh, that I got uh, that I put in the air fryer. Uh, And also, I've got some Dr Pepper in this cup repping my dad's uh D campaign um i'm get used to me talking about this every single time just letting you guys know right right ahead but yeah i'm gonna be drinking my beverage dr pepper out of my D campaign mug we love it um just keep keep plugging it keep plugging away uh yeah you guys have a twitch um a twitch campaign right like that you guys usually do on sundays is that correct Yes. Uh, so every Sunday, uh, we do a D&D campaign. It's usually from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, at least. I think so. Uh, it might be noon. No, no. 1 p.m. No, it's 1 p.m. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, <laughs> yeah, no, we do. Uh, we do. A sh- we uh, basically have an ongoing campaign called the Gatewalker Saga. And uh, yeah, my dad's the DM. I play an eldritch knight. Well, using the Eldritch Knight as a base to jump off of, I have created essentially a Witcher. So nice. it's been fun. But yeah, my Witcher is... The, the weird thing about it is that his mind has the ability to jump from different t- planes of spatial... Planes of awareness. So because of that, he makes pop culture references, but <laughs> no one knows what he's talking about because <laughs> he doesn't. no one knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Love but it. yeah, but yeah, it's uh, very fun. Very Deadpool-y. Uh, yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> essentially, yeah, it's it's a it's essentially Deadpool meets you know Geralt, and it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, my sisters are also part of it too, uh, uh, as as well as uh, my cousin and my dad's friend. Like it's it's a big campaign. Like there's a few, there's quite a bit of us in it. So definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun. And also, uh, yeah, when you're checking us out, please support us by buying our merch. Very nice plug, plug, Kenji. Uh, Bravo. 
Um, and as you guys know, I'm Mike Manala. I'm your host for uh, The Last of Us recaps here on uh, Nom Talk Network via Basic Binges. Um, to follow suit, uh, because we are a food show, I am eating Skittles and drinking bottled water. I decided to uh, take a break from the Coke Zero right now. So I'm getting my uh, fix via Skittles, um, you know, in support of candy wokeness, because apparently that's a thing now. Um, no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but all things considered, um, before before we begin, there is actually something at the top of this that I do want to address. And it's all well and good for us to talk about um, fictional stories uh, about the apocalypse where people are uh, rightfully afraid of other people. You know, I think that that's one of the main huge threats in The Last of Us is, is other people. Um, but the thing is, we are living in a world where that couldn't be more true, um, you know, and uh, in response to a lot of the the violence that has taken place over the past weekend in, in uh, Monterey Park, uh, where a lot of us actually live very close to, um, you know, here and at, at Namtalk Network, uh, but also Half Moon Bay, which just happened, uh, the shootings that happened uh, just a couple of um, hours ago. Um, you know, our hearts and our thoughts go out to all of the families of the victims and uh, all of those recovering from the hospital um, in the hospital um, from the shootings. Um, we we love you guys. We support you guys. Uh, we want to encourage everyone watching. Um, this isn't just about sending thoughts and prayers. This isn't just about, uh, you know, uh, posting on social. If you can try and find some of the charities out there to donate um, to a lot of the damage that had taken place uh, in Monterey Park or, or Half Moon Bay or uh, some of the families, um, you know, the victims who have hospital bills that they're going to have to look into, um, you know, see see what you can do to to find legitimate charities uh, to support your fellow man, uh, because right now uh, humanity is not looking great, but we can change that and we can actually be better and not turn things into uh, the violent filled uh, scary world of the last of us. Um, so, so thoughts and prayers and, and support and money as, as much as we can uh, to help all of those uh, who have suffered this weekend and today. Um, in addition to that, we also have another charity that we're supporting here on Nom Talk Network for the LGBTQ community. Um, I know, uh, you know, Stephanie will post the link out if you guys want to send your support um, again, you know, in, in, the interest of becoming really good human beings and and not becoming last of us uh threats to humanity um definitely consider supporting as well um you know all of the different charities that you can to assist all of our fellow men so um thank you guys as always for for listening to us and for supporting and being good people so having said that um i think we can get into the show and uh I want to just start with, you know, first thoughts, initial thoughts. Um, I'm going to be honest and say that I love the living crap out of this episode and the show just keeps getting better and better. But I want to hear what you boys had to think, uh, have to think, um, you know, uh, Kenji, we'll start with you. Thoughts on the second episode of Last of Us. Oh, man, like it's they started off so strong with the first episode already. Uh, you know, they hit the notes that all the, the right notes that they need to hit to basically for fans of the games as well as people who are don't know the games at all you know for new basically for new for new fans and old fans 
like it was perfect and so now at this episode it just kind of just set the bar so much higher the scale it was a much smaller scale story you know overall like the the, the set I, I mean i feel like you know like the other episodes it was a much there, there were so many more people like you know like for lack of a better word there were so many more background extras you know what i mean in this episode it was much more intimate storyline and i feel like I mean, don't get me wrong. The first episode was too, but I love that this episode not had it just it had the tension that just it, it it was so perfect. It built the tension so well. It described the world that we were in so well. You know, for people who you know don't know what's going on, and honestly, like I've played the games, and even technically speaking, I don't know what's going on. And I think that's the whole point is that we really don't know what's going on. So the fact that they're making it accessible for even for us, that the, that the veering off from the, the usual formula that they're doing is still so well done that it still appeals to the fans, I think is just is is absolutely wonderful. Uh, and, you know, and I love that each episode we get like a bit of like a view of what you know how just just a little more insight as to how this whole situation came to be and i love it and yeah yeah it's it's, it's awesome <laughs> we are definitely gonna dive into that prologue by the way guys there's there's been two prologues so far um in two episodes both original things that aren't in the games that i think deserve you know highlighting so we're definitely going to get into that but before we do jordan what about you uh reaction to the second episode yeah i mean you know i watched it last night and it was like i like i watched it when it came out and i was like it's nine o'clock usually it's my bedtime because i'm old a <laughs> but also b like i have a cat that wakes me up at like 5 a.m every morning so i'm like i gotta fucking get to bed but i was like you know what no let me watch this episode so i can be prepped for the morning i was when i say like from from jump like from the beginning of this like episode i thought i was playing the game i was sitting there and i was like okay go that way go that way okay go that way and then it was like oh but you gotta go this way and then you have to like find how to get to the you know and then it was just it was very cinematic and it was like just like how the game sort of played out for me at least um and so i was at the edge of my seat and then I think for me, the parts that needed to be scary were scary, right? Where I knew what was coming, but I still was like, fuck, 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 right? And I had just watched Smile this weekend, which to me was like, I'm not, I don't, I don't get scared easy at all. Like, like take me to Hollywood Horror Nights, fine. Like, I'll get scared. But like, I don't get scared at movies like that easy. And this one, I was like, sitting, I was like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And then, you know, things started to progress. And so for me, I thought this episode was great. I thought it was just, it, it immerses the audience. It immerses you as the person that's watching it. And you just sort of get, you know, you get in their world for a little bit and you kind of figure out, you know, um, what's going on. And yeah, like the prologue, I'm like, I'm loving these little things to where it leads up to, right? Because I think one of the things that we didn't get and we don't get in a lot of like sort of zombie films where shit like this happens or like zombie apocalyptic films was we don't really get an explanation right like for example like walking dead which i was a huge, huge fan of until like the sixth season when i stopped watching um it was one of the creepiest episodes to me was when they reached the cdc and the guy that's there explains to them how it happened 
right? Like, you, and so it freaks you out because you're like, shit, like, and then you start to realize that like everybody's infected, but you don't know how, right? Like, you're like, I don't know how this happens, right? But with this, you're sort of getting a simple explanation, not a simple one, but like, you're getting it explained as to how this sort of came about. My my thing is, it's realistic, like it could happen, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what's making this whole experience sort of like, like it just wraps it in like a cute little like horror cocoon for me because I'm like it could happen like tomorrow right so absolutely I think you buy you you guys touched on two things that I think separates the last of us from um most zombie stories that we've seen so far um one is the intimacy of it you know um I think Kenji really if you've played the game then you know that this isn't really an ensemble this is a story that focuses on two characters you know, and their relationship. And that's kind of what that's that's where a lot of the strength of this story actually comes from is this wonderful relationship. And we're getting there. Clearly, by the end of this episode, we've we've gotten to the starting point of that. Um, And I, I, I'll say I say that because, well, we'll we'll get into the very ending of the episode a little later, but it is definitely the starting point of this intimate story of these two characters, Joel and Ellie. The other thing that we touched on is the realism and the explanation behind the zombie apocalypse, to your point, Jordan. That is something that we don't usually get um, from these movies. Sometimes we get, you know, very vague explanations. Oh, it's mad cow disease, and then just became, you know, whatever. Um, but here, they they take this scientific possibility, you know, uh, so it's a truth that's stranger than fiction. And they 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 put a spin on it that actually makes it very plausible. And when you see, and I'm going to to jump into that prologue scene when we see uh, the Jakarta scene, a nice nod, by the way, to the uh, radio moment that we saw in the first episode where uh, Tommy and and Joel were wondering where Jakarta was, and um, you know they're talking about a news incident there. We we see that unfold, and it is a terrifying goddamn terrifying moment where she you know you start with her looking at the slide and going like why did you why'd you do it like this they're like because it came from a human she's like that's not possible and then she finds out it's possible and then you get like thing vibes you know with like the suit and like alien almost vibes as well where she pulls out the cordyceps from that mouth and then it starts twitching and moving you're like you know (laughs) like creepy as hell but then I think even more creepy than the creature effects was what happens after where they ask her, you're the foremost expert. Um, what's the vaccine? What's the cure for this? And she flat out says, there isn't any. You like, just got a bomb. Nah, bitch. Ain't, I got nothing. <laughs> There's nothing more terrifying than that moment, because that is one of the most realistic and human moments uh, that you can ever get in a, you know, in in an, in an honest video game, honestly, or show in this case. So, so I'm glad that you guys pointed that out. Um, I no, want to get mean, your it, thoughts. I mean, oh, oh I just, go I ahead. Wanted to, like, yeah, I wanted to touch in. It's like, and then that it's it, that moment. It's kind of it's just terrifying because it's like one of those things where it's like the way she says it. It's almost like one of those like I I was watch I was listening to uh, Troy Baker's uh, interview with the uh, creators, the director, and he said. Uh, <clears throat> It's like one of those moments where like she it's like that moment where she says where she says that it's like I know you're asking me you know what you have to do and you're only asking me because you know what you have to do 
but you don't want to be the person that says what has to be done. You need permission. Yeah. Or, or you didn't know this. And now that I've let this genie out of the bottle, we're all fucked. (laughs) And just the sheer fact that it could come from, from substrates like flour or grains, you know? Um, Oh yeah. So creepy. So scary. I do want to get into this a little bit more, but before I do, I want to give some a couple of shout outs. We've got Boba Fett LV on the call on on you know our uh, Twitch. Uh, hey Boba, how you doing? We also oh, got wow. our good friend Q Ball. Both of you guys are good friends of ours, and uh, wow, we, love, we love having you guys on here. <laughs> um, always, always a pleasure uh, to have you guys. I know, um, you know, Boba Fett. You you said a couple of things already. Um, one. Your complaint about the episode was that it just wasn't long enough and that everything passed by so quickly. And I mm-hmm. couldn't agree mm-hmm. more. I thought this was a 30 minute episode. It was literally a 55 minute episode. It was an hour long, basically. And and it didn't feel like it because the show is is that good, that tense. Um, thank you for the compliments on our background. And if I had any Sprite to pour the Skittles in, then I would make you happy and pour those Skittles <laughs> in that Sprite. And I'm I'm so sorry that I don't right now. Wrong um, with you, Mike. <laughs> as as for Cue Ball, who we always love talking to as well, um, thank you for asking about our weekends. I think it was definitely trying for a lot of folks, especially in the Asian community. People came from Monterey <laughs> Park, but per, on a personal level, I think we are we're very lucky to be safe, to be okay, and um, hopefully, <laughs> I, I think some of our our friends and family who are Asian uh, were able to celebrate Lunar New Year okay. Um, but, but yeah, thank you guys as always for always watching and participating. Please feel free to keep the comments coming and don't forget everyone. You can spend your nom talk bucks to make us do stupid things. Damn Jordan it, is saying no. <laughs> I know that I shouldn't have said that because we might have to sing or we might have to chug or we might have to drink or stretch or something like that. But, I am uh, not I, chugging. <laughs> it is, it is unfortunately an obligatory thing that I must do. For nom talk, bo- uh, <laughs> uh, for the our benefit of our, to hydrate. <laughs> our boss is really telling us to hydrate right now. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Well, looks like we already hydrate. We spent mm-hmm. hundred to hydrate. Everybody hydrate. Mm. All right. Thank you, boss lady. Um, hold on, I gotta hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Kenji's okay. He didn't hydrate too hard. He's he'll he'll be back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very like, cool I, it's like I, I ran out of stuff to, to I, I don't know if hydrate's the right word because it's cola <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hydrating you know I mean cola's made out of some water really? right <laughs> <Ish>. um, <laughs> Q-Ball, you should hydrate too you should drink your hot chocolate I think that that's what you're you're drinking right now and then uh our our boss ladies, uh, who we love, by the way, uh, sipping on some emergency. Hopefully she's all right. Um, but yeah. Um, anyways, apologies for the side, uh, the side track, guys. Um, uh, Jordan, I wanted to get back to you. I mean, just like elaborating a little bit more on uh, the Jakarta scene. As somebody who's played the game, who hasn't seen this scene ever before, because it's new content for us. I mean, thoughts thoughts on on how that made you feel that whole scene and the ending and everything like that. So, it, um, I I think I I spoke to you pre-show about this too. Um, like there was a after the first episode, there was the theory going on because you know in that sort of radio 
sequence when um uh in in the before times uh when uh Joel's daughter is over at the neighbor's house and they're making cookies right um there are very specific things that happen um that Joel's daughter does not do right so the first thing is um when they're all eating breakfast right Joel is saying oh I thought you were going to make pancakes and she says we don't have any pancake mix so I made eggs and I made this, this, and this, right? Um, the second thing was when she is over at the um, the neighbor's house and they're like, oh, we're going to make cookies. And she's like, okay, cool. What kind of cookies? And then she said, uh, uh, she said oh. chocolate chip. And she said, no, raisin. And then she was oh. like, I ain't eating raisin cookies. So, um, <laughs> and a lot of times uh, those things, right? Like pancake mix, cookie mix, all those are made with flour, right? Yep. So, and then we see later on that the grandmother, obviously, like she becomes infected and like does all that stuff. Um, and so it's just very interesting to hear sort of like the interwebs and like being on TikTok and um, hearing the conspiracy theories. And I was like, that is told that totally makes sense. Sidebar, sometimes I drink mud water. And if you all don't know what mud water is, it's like this, like, it's like a coffee alternative. The One of the main ingredients is cordyceps in it. And I'm like, I'm gonna fucking turn into a zombie any day. I'm just gonna fucking like turn into a clicker and I'm gonna just eat people. Um, but, um, you know, and so that's just like a little funny sidebar because I was talking to some students today about it and I was like, yeah, it's like cordyceps, lion's mane and like all this other like mushrooms, right? That like grow naturally. Um, but, you know, that that beginning scene, I was like, the fact that that was so realistic and so like could happen, mm -hmm. but then also, I think this is standard among like zombie apocalypse things is like everybody keeps it hush hush, right? Like nobody says anything, right? Like they could have been like, hey, this thing is happening over here. I just be aware of it, right? Like with COVID, right? Like that kind of happened with COVID where it was like, hey, we didn't really say anything until it became like a, like a, like a national outbreak. And at that point it's too late. It's like all over the world, right? And then we go into quarantine and all that. So I think this is a standard theme when it comes to like, okay, you got to keep this quiet. You can't do anything. You're going to have to bomb the whole city. I just want to go home to my family. And then a year later, it's just like a, like an outbreak across the world. And so I feel like it was just very realistic, very, very um, like it could happen. Right. So um, I kind of appreciate these little prologue themes. I, I do too. It it definitely does feel like it could happen, especially if you're drinking mud water with cordyceps. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, not on wood. Jordan, if you do get infected, we still want you on the show. It, just, as long as it's virtual, we're okay. You know, that's fine. You know, it's safe. But uh, but we still would love to have you because even as a clicker, you'd have amazing insights. So thank you for that. Sure. Um, yeah, of course. Um, so thank you both for your, your really good insights on on just the prologue. I think that is a really important scene. I think you called out something really interesting too, Jordan. Um, the little Easter eggs that tie the first episode to the second episode. Um, the grandma, for example, is eating a biscuit and they offer it to Joel and Joel's like, no, I'm good. Um, I'm on Atkins. And, and you know, um, so shortly after that, she becomes, you know, a zombie. So, um, or an infected. So, yeah, um, it's nice that they're kind of interweaving both of these episodes or anything like that. Um, final thoughts on the Jakarta scene before we move on. 
No. Yeah. All right. So we we get out of Jakarta, which is an amazing prologue, not from the game. Really interesting uh, ways that um, both uh, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann are enhancing the, the the amazing story of the game into something even deeper, which is insane. By the way, mad props to Neil Druckmann. This was his directorial debut. Directorial debut. Uh, he's never shot anything outside of a video game before. This is his first live action debut, and he knocked it out of the park, guys. So mm-hmm. that's that's Wait, amazing. Was it this this episode or the or both? It was it was this episode, and then I think Craig Mazin directed the first one. Um, that's why, that's why yeah. I felt so like gamey in this exactly thing, where it was like like it wasn't to the point where I was like this is disgusting, but I was like I I, I can see it like I said like oh 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 left right oh uh, uh, why <laughs> uh, you know and so it was just like it was. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was really amazing. Um, Boba Fett, uh, you you put a couple things. There's a couple things, unfortunately, that we'll have to address. The first is it's random, but Boba Fett thought that the scene where Ellie was eating the chicken sandwich sandwich changed so many times during the scene. He had to rewatch it and pay attention to what they said. Um, <laughs> I didn't notice that personally, but I'm glad that somebody did Boba Fett. I'm going to have to rewatch and take a look at that blooper. Um, that's funny as hell. And then, I mean, um, I, I mean, it's yeah. not, I mean, I, I feel like it's not as bad as the pretty, the, uh, uh, you know, as as the Eggo waffle turning into a pancake and pretty woman, but, uh, uh, <laughs> or the coffee cup in the middle of Westeros, right? I mean, that's pretty yeah. bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think there was like a a a background guy in the middle of a Mando episode or something like that that was standing there in the background. So yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it was a, it, yeah in the uh, for the in the trailer. Uh, that they did for the sneak peek there's a quick glimpse and uh you just see a pa just kind of standing it's it's like it's like the the, the doorway is like covering from like from like the waist up so like you can't see his face but you just see like you just see like this (laughs) the most famous uh crotch in the star wars universe apparently um yeah i love it um, there's also one more uh, little bit of bad news, guys. Our friend Boba Fett has decided to betray us because he's Boba Fett and decided to redeem uh, the third person uh, initiative. So for the next couple of minutes until uh, Steph, you, you tell us not to, uh, Mike is going to talk like this. So uh, Mike would like to know, considering that the show progresses from the Jakarta scene to, uh, you know, present day with Elliot and Joel and Tess. Um, what everyone thought of uh, the reintroduction, I suppose, in the, uh, Mike supposes, in this episode with uh, Ellie, Joel, and Tess finding out that Ellie was infected, we- or not infected, but bitten weeks ago and not infected today, with Joel kind of getting paranoid and trying to shoot her. Um, from that scene to the hotel scene um what did everyone think of uh you know the joel ellie test dynamic during all of this and some of the nods as well to the video game with ellie going like ding 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 give me you know give ellie her bags or whatever and then joel saying you're a weird kid um mike personally loved it mike thought it was amazing mike loved seeing all of this come to life um on screen uh, but Mike would like to know what you both think. Um, Mike says, Kenji, start it out. <laughs> oh, I mean, I definitely loved it because we have like this great 
you know, this dynamic that's happening because, you know, I mean, because Tess clearly, Tess has something that Joel lost in a way, and that is hope, you know, and we really get mm-hmm. to see that in this moment because you see like Tess talking about like, oh, you know, like she was a bit weeks ago, you know, and she's still acting like this. They took tests on her to make sure that she didn't change. And he's like, yeah, well, it's going to happen anyways, you know, like it's going to happen eventually, you know, and he, he at one point he even says, why are you acting like this girl's got a future she doesn't have kind of thing. Like, you know, and it's, and, you know, the thing, it's like he knows what is going to come out of this if they go for ahead of this and he's like he doesn't want to do it because like he he just doesn't want to end up going through what he did already you know and <laughs> i and i know that you know tess actually has a whole backstory herself that they never actually filmed um i i, I don't know if i'm is there if i can get into that i mean i, I mean Please. yeah the whole idea is that they apparently they wrote it but they never shot it and that was that uh, Tess hacked to uh, her. Her family got infected. Uh, it was her husband got infected, and her son got infected. And she was able to kill the husband, but she wasn't able to kill her son. And she locks him in the basement. And so, like, in a way, it's like there's like it's almost like a weird like, you know, there like so like in a way she's trying to redeem and possibly you know save another child that she wasn't able to save herself like and but that's the difference between her and joel at this current moment is that she has the hope to possibly for that redemption while joel just he wants nothing to do with it (laughs) he just it's like i just want it's like we just need to get the battery and go okay we just need the battery we need to get out of here okay it's like no we need to fucking do this (laughs) So yeah, like I, um, I love the, the the dynamic that we get. We also, you know, especially with the, we get to see just uh, we we see that they both want to connect sure. between the two of them. But then there's but they are also so hard headed and they're such assholes in their own right. You know, both Ellie and Joel that they're just getting in their own. They're just getting in each other's way. Like, you know, like he, like she's like. You know, he's trying to connect with her, being like, "Hey, you know, you, that's a cool knife. Where'd you, where'd you learn how to do these tricks?" She's like, "The circus." It's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, all right, well, it's like, it's like, all right, we'll be that way, you little shit, you know. <laughs> and then like, but then like she, uh, and then like he tries, and then she tries to connect with him later on too, and then even he's like, <laughs> and then he's a little asshole himself, so you know, it's like, <laughs> it's so. Yeah, it, it's I, I personally it's a, like I love that we are getting to see this wonderful dynamic between like starting to grow between them. This cause ultimately the story that's going to be, you know, Joel and Ellie. And the reason what? why so many people got so angry uh in the, in the sequel. <laughs> My uh, Mike agrees. Um, Mike would also like to point out, uh, speaking of angry, the chat has been going crazy because Kenji, you broke, you broke the third person rule, buddy. Oh, <laughs> I, 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 I thought it was one at a time. I didn't realize that. 
it's okay it's okay um stephanie is gonna think of a penalty because people are calling for your head but it's okay um mike won't hold it against you mike still loves you mike is asking for mercy from the the chat and from stephanie uh but but look but what the, mike the, says the it's rules okay. are changing from last the, the rules are different from last week that's not how we did things last week <laughs> So the fact that these are new rules, and I don't appreciate that these rules have changed on me. But um, okay, Mike would like to apologize for any, um, any and all confusion. Um, Mike should have probably clarified at the beginning of that. Apologies, but Mike does think great insight. I'm not sure if this is over yet. But, um, or does sorry, Mike Mike's not sure if it's over yet. Mike didn't have the insight to tell Kenji about this rule change. <laughs> Mike thought you were on a roll. Kenji was on a roll. Kenji, Kenji had such good insight, and Mike didn't want to interrupt because Mike is way too polite and he's eating Skittles. So, oh, uh, apologies for for that. Um, are we good with the third person before I before Mike passes to Jordan? <laughs> uh, wait, hang on. I'm getting oh, I'm getting something. Is this I, a I, joke? I, um, I have to continue speaking in third person. Kenji has to continue <laughs> speaking in third person or everyone else is safe. Okay. Uh, so okay. <laughs> uh, well, Kenji was done with what he was saying, so uh, <laughs> I guess he has to wait for the next one. <laughs> All right. Well I've loved it. If everyone else is safe um, and I'm safe, then then Jordan, I will pass it to you. I think you're safe now as well. <laughs> Thank God. Um, okay, wait. What was the question? What are we talking? What are we talking about now? What is, from from the moment that we see Ellie waking up to to the hotel scene, um, yeah. and Kenji kind of alluded to the the idea of Joel and Ellie starting to get to know each other For when sure. Tess is going up and and trying to unlock which by the way how much more video gamey can you get that was like that's a that's a perfect last of us video game moment um i'm gonna climb up and then i'm gonna let you guys in yep pure last of us um but um yeah what did you think of that entire segment from ellie waking up to the hotel yeah um i you know i'm i'm sort of liking this whole like Ellie waking up in this like flora and fauna bed, right? She like wakes up and it's like, oh, moss and all this stuff. And I'm like, is something going on? Is this foreshadowing? What's good? You know, and, but, you know, um, I, I think it was very, um, it was very video gamey for a certain number of reasons, because I think Kenji's right. Like in a sense where Tess is like the hope Joel is like, no, nah, fuck this shit. Like, she's infected, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, as they climb and traverse, you know, the hotel and all that stuff, I thought the little quips were good. I thought it was, you know, much, it, I thought it was necessary, right? Like, it's yeah. like, come on, like, they're trying to survive, like, they're going through this. And what I appreciated about this episode is, you know, I, I think for me, it wasn't necessarily the infected that were the main enemies in this yep. entire video game and in this entire franchise, right? But th what this episode did was put in reality that these things actually exist and they could be lethal, right? And I think 
you kind of see that with like Joel or with Joel and uh, with Tess, right? Like they know what they're up against. And Ellie's the first one that's like, shit, like, yeah, I got bit, but like, I haven't been exposed to this kind of shit, right? And it's like when they get to the roof and then they see um, just an entire smorgasbord of infected, right? That when the when the sun goes by them, right? They all like turn and they do stuff. And that I think is very, it's very unique and obviously very The Last of Us where it's like, yeah, if you do something and they're connected, like you're mm-hmm. fucked. Like everybody's yeah. coming after you, like, which is very different from any zombie like thing, right? Like you kill a zombie, like they're not going to notify somebody else unless they have like telepathy, right? Like it's it's just like, so, you know, it's not going to do that, but clearly you've never made... played, you've never, clearly you've never played uh, Left 4 Dead, but uh, okay. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. There's, a high <laughs> there's a hive mentality in Left 4 Dead? Oh yeah, there's a well, like uh, there's one where like it's sh- like every time it like shrieks, like they all like there's one that like shrieks, and every time it shrieks, and like it, it lets all the other like zombies know, and like it just not to mention like these guys, it's like 28 days later zombies where they're like running oh, yeah, at like you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's almost yeah. that that's similar to um shit. It was like the Juggernaut edition, and it was the uh shoot. I used to. I used to play it, but it was, it was another zombie, uh, it was another zombie game and they did have shriekers where like they would call the people, they would call zombies that were like around you. Um, and you had to like kill like certain zombies. And anyway, um, but I feel like the last of us and the infected are very unique to this like universe that they live in. Um, and it's like, but, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, when they killed one of the zombies that were, in the museum, the ones at the hotel knew that mm-hmm. this one had gotten killed, which is why I'm like, you don't see that in any sort of like universe or anything, right? Like these are things that can reach across cities and can notify, right? And then all of a sudden you have a herd, you have like, a, you know, and so I feel like this was very video gamey. It was very like shit, like this is the reality that these people live in. Um, and besides humans that they have to worry about, like this is an actual threat you know, that, that can threaten what they're trying to do. So. And if you guys stuck around for the after show, cause you know how they show kind of a behind the scenes look, um, HBO does that after some of these episodes, um, you see, you, you hear Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann really kind of dressing the idea that they were inspired by real life fungi and cordyceps, which could grow as organisms, huge, like miles and miles and miles. And it's the single organism and that was very much what kind of inspired a lot of this, because when you think about like, especially towards the end, like the tendrils uh, on the ground no, no. Um, growing over some of the infected X fireflies, and then they put one down. I mean, immediately the repercussions of that, um, you know, literally come charging at them. So it's 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 a really interesting take on on the zombie genre. Um, the the other thing that I kind of loved about these hotel scenes is. Um, from a character-driven perspective, uh, we are starting to see Ellie make her way out into a world that she has never seen or been exposed mm-hmm. to before. Everything outside the quarantine zone. So, so I think this is a recurring motif throughout the game. Um, first-time experiences that Ellie kind of sees, you know, seeing the world um, through through her eyes the first time because she's only known anything outside the uh, inside the quarantine zone. And how that sort of contrasts with a world-weary person like Joel, who's lived 
in the time before that, who's seen the the world before that. And the only thing he's ever taken away from it is pain and and death and and all of that. Um, when you have these two characters, this is very important to the dynamic of the game and the two characters and the relationship that it come that comes between them because I think you you start to get the idea that the person that Joel needs more than anything, the person that's going to change his outlook on life is somebody who's seeing the world for the first time um, and all of these experiences for the first time. So um, definitely something to look out for just that giddy optimism that we see when she's playing around with the hotel when she's asking him questions about it um you know it's it's definitely something that could have easily been annoying in any in any character but for whatever reason we are so endeared to ellie part of it is is vela but also part of it is who this character is and the understanding of where she came from so i love that the show makes that apparent and uh the, the game makes that apparent too but yeah, I'd also uh, like. You were talking about a character, you know, like, like like she's endearing and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's how you write an endearing character. Because like I was thinking of like the worst example of a non-endearing character, and all I can think of is I like ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, the Billy and Tommy thing. Oof. Oh. That was a rough yeah. moment in in Doctor Strange for sure. <laughs> it's literally the it's literally the Simpsons meme that that's how you write an endearing character. <laughs> um, I mean, even even if you take a look at like Black Adam and the kid from Black Adam and how annoying that kid was and how much you just wanted oh, yeah. to smack that little, you know. Anyways, um, but yeah, I also want to give a shout out to um somebody who joined the chat. Hey, Vianna Mori. Um, I think she's giving a shout out to you, Kenji. Um. And, oh. and saying hi, so yeah. Um, hello, hello, thanks for joining. Appreciate there's it. at least one person on the chat who doesn't want to kill you because they joined after the third person incident, so <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I mean, I, it's all right. I'll take what I can. I'll take what I can. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. All right. I didn't know. The, I didn't know the laws of your country. <laughs> no, no, it's it's true. We all against you. Uh, this time um no i'm kidding um but uh yeah no I, I, so so we get to the hotel um we do have um tests kind of showing the horde and how they're all kind of if you if you look at the way that's animated it's almost like a wave right like a singular mm-hmm. organism moving in the same perspective but it's hundreds of bodies dead bodies you know it's just really eerie um which obviously prompts these guys uh, to go to one of the most famous locations in the game, uh, the museum. Um, and uh, that's kind of their safe passage there. I'm going to stop right there, and I'm just going to sh- to just put it out there. Guys, let's talk about clickers. Can we talk about clickers? What did we think of the clickers and how they brought them to life? Kenji, I'm going to start with you. Um, what do you think? Oh, I think they did such a such a fantastic job bring uh you know realizing these characters these creatures you know because you know it's one thing to have it be cgi you know and just kind of oh putting it there but like the fact that they did it in a way so that it could be physically done was fantastic you know like that's an actual actor that's underneath that Mm -hmm. so like (laughs) the fact that it's like it's you just get such an amazing performance from it uh it's it's terrifying absolutely terrifying and you know like i like in the way that 
I don't know, like I get like, like whenever I see like a character that has like a creature like that, that's like hunting, that's like no eyes and stuff like that, I, I instantly get like, uh, what is it? Uh, Xenomorph, you know? Yeah. Xenomorph uh, vibes. So like, yeah, I, I, I just, I think it's just absolutely, I think they did a fantastic job. You know, I, I, I'm really hoping that we get to see some of the, the other, and I love that the way that they kind of explain the way that the clickers work is just through those couple lines that Ellie says, where she's like, yeah, I hear there's some that like their heads open up like a bat and, you know, they, you know, and they, you know, and that's how they see, they, they see like a bat. And, you know, then she also says like, there's one that like shoots spores into your face you know things so like clearly like we're gonna see different kinds of these cordyceps infected uh uh people you know clearly and who knows we might even see something that we haven't even seen in the game so like who who knows because because clearly we clearly have seen now that, that we're not going exactly beat for beat the way it is in the in the video game and obviously well one of them being of course that um there is a distinct beginning and an end to each chapter you know as opposed to when we're playing the game um it only really ends when we put the controller down so you know so like so with that in mind like i just think it's awesome that we i i just yeah it the clickers are just I, I'm really hoping that we get to see more of these infected creatures. Like, just the, the, the performance is fantastic. All right, I'm done. <laughs> no, no, no. We, I love it, man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. That was a big O. Yeah. What, what's up? <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, no, uh, no one else is uh, saying anything. So, uh... are we talking about the stretch? <laughs> no, 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 oh. no, 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 not that at all. But, uh, yeah, let's stretch. Let's stretch. Yeah, let's okay. stretch. Yeah, let's stretch. Let's totally well, we stretch. do have a non-talk redemption for stretch, so everybody stretch. <laughs> All right. No, but Kenji, seriously, if there's something that you wanted to touch on, um, even if no one's touching on it, please feel free. Um, we can we can definitely chat about it. No, 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 no. Sure? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. Um. Yeah. Uh. Kenji, now okay. that. That stretch felt good, by the way. Um, so I'm I'm glad about that. But um, Jordan, um, clicker thoughts. What did you think about all of that? It was clickbait. No. Um, so <laughs> uh, one of the things I did want to point out is um, when they first encountered and they went into that room where the guy was like basically up against the wall and he was just completely fungi, right? Like he was like all fungus. Um, it was giving very much Annihilation vibes. I don't know if y'all have ever seen that when... Uh, Natalie Portman, Oscar Isaac, um, oh. uh, and all these, um, and they're like at the pool, and like it was like you know when they were filming all this stuff, and then he was like spread out right like against like the pool walls, um, and I just thought about it, and like I going back to your point, Mike, like just being that like hive minded single like thing where you know you find out, and Pedro Pascal points out uh, Joel, you know, Pedro Pascal's character Joel points out he's like it's dry like I think we're good right where we're reaching an age where it's like 20 years later and fungus eventually dies right like it eventually like you know it's it's if it's not nourished enough if it doesn't get enough you know what it needs it eventually like passes on and does that so he's like cool like I think we're okay and then that's when they come across the clickers who 
I thought did a phenomenal job, right? Like you, like that's the part where they're like in there and then you hear it. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. So I had to like, I had to like pause. I had to go pee. And then I like came back and like my cat's sleeping right here. And I'm like, let's do this. And then it just, it becomes a whole scene where they are, it's like a video game. Like they're fighting, like they have to use what they have and like all that stuff. And, you know, they have to be really careful about like guns that they use and like all that other stuff. Cause they don't know what's around. And, um, it was just, it was a very real scene for me when it comes to, you know, playing the video game. And then obviously we get the, you know, what happened after. Um, but I feel like it was just, I was just immersed the whole time. I was like, oh my God, no, uh, uh, right trigger, right trigger, right trigger, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just, it was just so immersive for me. And it was um, at the same time, like watching like a very short movie for me. And um, I thought, the fact that they were real and the fact that they weren't CGI or the fact that they weren't right. And um, Kenji, I was talking to Mike earlier about this, but um, when Bella and Pedro, they were doing an interview, um, they basically said, we didn't know what they were going to look like until we started shooting. And it was just a very real experience for us. And the fact that like, you know, uh, makeup and special effects have come such a long way where they can just do that and then they have to act like it you know like act in in the moment is is amazing um and you know they didn't know what it actually was going to look like until they started filming so um you get that like raw sort of like acting when you sort of see it and i loved it i thought it was amazing i did too um I, I, you know, I, I know the term probably gets tossed around a lot, and this is Druckmann's first time really doing something uh, live action. Um, but I'm going to say it, and hopefully I don't get heat for it. There was something really Spielbergian about this entire episode, um, in my opinion. The formation of relationships, uh, the the kid and the surrogate father kind of dynamic that starts forming. And that clicker scene was really reminiscent of kind of the raptor scenes from that first Jurassic Park movie in the kitchen and everything like that, where Tim and Lex are hiding from the raptors. Um, there's an element of suspense to all of that, but it's not mm. just gratuitous. It's all done very, very well. Um, and it's all very much necessary for the story, um, not just for, for, for the narrative beats about what happens next, particularly with Tessa's character, but how this is going to ultimately inform uh, the journey of Joel and, and Ellie too, um, you know, the survival. Um, I, I think, Boba, you wanted to ask, uh, the confusing part was when did Ellie get bitten again? Um, I, I caught that, actually. And it was when Joel and Ellie are sort of um, going around um, that that kind of table and they're being very quiet and Joel tells is on his knees. He tells Ellie, let's... Let's move this way. And then he 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 hits the broken glass. And that's when the clicker like jumps and attacks him. At that certain point, um, Ellie does get bitten um, in the scuffle between her, Joel and the clicker. Um, so that's when uh, that's when that's when um, sorry, uh, that's when she gets bitten. And I think I see you commenting as well um, that you want to give me heat for the Spielbergian comment, but you are agreeing, which is disappointing. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. Um, but yes, uh, go go back and watch that scene with the table and the, the crunch uh, of the glass and you'll see she gets bitten there. Um, but yeah. 
but it's I love that scene. I thought it was phenomenal. It's as scary as as you know any sort of mainstream television show about zombies is going to get. Um, mm. Just from the the design of the clickers, which by the way, if if you've never played the game, I'm I'm sure that there might be a couple of folks watching that haven't played the game. I know all three of us have. Clickers are clickers suck. They're so yeah. difficult to kill in the game. Yeah. Um, and ordinarily, you have the option to kind of metal gear them and sneak behind them very stealthily and then like shiv them with like, you know, uh, a shiv that you craft and, and stab them and, and kill them that way. But um, as soon as you make a noise, as soon as they hear you, um, they come out, they come after you and then others hear them and come after you as well. And then they start swarming and you start shooting. But the problem is when you shoot, it's not just like a headshot and then they're dead. You have to like take them out a million times um, like they were doing in the show to actually, you know, eliminate them. And it's it sucks. It's really, really difficult, but it's it's so much fun. And they're so creepy as far as zombies go. Um, we are running a little low on time, so I need to absolutely address the biggest thing that happens in this episode. Um, and spoiler alert for people who haven't seen it but the death of Tess, um, you know, and for those of you who played the game, we noticed that it does come a little bit differently uh, or it's executed a little differently um, in the show than it is in the game. And I wanted to see what you guys thought about that. Jordan, I'd love to start with you. Um, thoughts on how they did Tess's death and uh, the revelation that she gets bitten, all of that. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's been a long time. I don't remember how Tess dies. I only remember, like, like semi, like, semi and then big pivotal moments in when I played the game, because it was, like, it was a long time ago when I had PlayStation. This was, like, I don't know, maybe, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I, I was, like, shit, really? Like, and it was that realization when they're in, they're in sort of, like, the, the lobby or the mezzanine, right? And, um and Tess has a reaction and then Ellie goes oh shit she's bitten and I was like how did Ellie know that like from Joel not knowing that and then Ellie knew and I'm like uh what and I was like oh no oh no oh no and then Tess reveals that she was bitten on the neck and then you know all this starts happening and then Tess is still being Tess right she's like there's no time. She's like, I don't, I don't need any pity. She's like, you need to get her out of here. This is what's going to happen. And she starts emptying all the fuel barrels. She starts throwing all of the grenades everywhere. And she's like, you need to go, right? She's still test. She's like, you need to, you need to protect her. You need to save her. You need to go, blah, blah, blah. Um, I thought the most eerie scene was when you get um, one of the infected going up to her and sort of doing what we saw the grandmother doing to you know people in the family where basically he starts like cordyceps making out with her even though she's like infected already and Tess is still like nah bitch like I'm gonna take y'all out and then does it right um I think it was I think for me it was probably a super emotional part of the the whole episode I was like no I was like come on like how is Joel gonna like get by now right she he's got this like smart ass fucking like asshole of a kid and like he's an asshole and I'm like what's gonna happen now right I mean we all know what happens you know you know eventually but um I thought honestly I think not remembering how Tess died originally in the in the video game 
I thought this was perfect for just general audiences that want to watch this. Um, yeah. And the way that she left and the way that, you know, she did. The, um, I thought it, I thought it was well done. Uh, and the, no worries that I don't blame you for that. The game was a while ago when it first came out. And this is one of the earlier stages in the game. So even if you play through the game, it's hard to remember this. She gets shot by Fedra, actually, um, the government. Um, the the fireflies are dead around there. And then Fedra's coming. And she tells Joel and Ellie, I'll, I'll hold them off. I'm already bitten. A lot of the dialogue from the game is carried over here. Our luck was about to run out anyway, and oops, you know. Um, and then she she holds off Fedra with a gun. Um, you don't see it, but you hear it because you're Joel and you're walking up the stairs. And then what you end up seeing when you get to like the top floor and you're overlooking like the uh, the lobby from the balcony, um, you see Tessa's dead body and and people like guards and stuff kind of trying to hunt down hunt hunt you down. So. Um, significantly different. I think the cordyceps and the mythology behind that, the hive mentality, really kind of changed things. Um, but it's it's in a way, I thought it was a little better. Um, Kenji, I'd love to hear what you think. What do you think of the te Tess's death and the execution? Um, <clears throat> well, obviously, you know, there are changes that have to be made when going from different mediums, you know, so like, and, but I feel like this was, a great way to, for Tess to still go out in a way that's still very much Tess. You know, <laughs> she's she's still going out on her own terms, which was something that she did in the game. So, like, it's so I feel like in that sense they did they still did the character justice. The only thing I didn't like was, um, and like Boba Fett's pointing this out too, was the fact that she was she kept trying to flick the lighter. Oh yeah, it's like it's like. I, I, first of all, even I before I when when I saw that she was using the lighter, I was like, you know, the grenade would be a much more effective starter in this <laughs> entire situation. Just, just just one of them, just one of those would be way more effective than yeah, why? Just that. <laughs> so, but, but then, but then, but then the voice, of, then a, a Batman voice in the back of my head said, "No, Kenji, that's the way it has to be." Nothing is more arbitrarily dramatic. <laughs> it's an excuse for them to show you Nathan Drake's lighter from from uh, what is it? I think not. The, I think it was Uncharted Three or Uncharted Four or something like that. But yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, but no. I mean, it, that's kind of just how I felt about it. Like, just that. Ultimately, like that tension, just could have still been, what it needed to be, mm. with like i feel like rather than you her using the lighter and now i found now that we know that there's a scene that they had written for her character but that we never actually got to see like uh it was going to be used possibly as one of the intros uh but um but the just we just the fact that her, the, her final moments like if she had used the grenade just the, we could have had like flash cuts of final moments of like like the the basement door yeah. just the basement door yeah you know and that's all we needed to see you know Tess's like backstory yeah yeah Tessa's backstory and that's all we need to see and then like then she could have done like the you know and just as the quarter stuff is getting just close enough that it you know is about to make out with her that's when she pulls the pin as opposed yeah. to this oh, oh no is this gonna is this gonna uh, no 
<laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, we 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 need to build. I feel like in those situations, it's like it's like unnecessary tension. Like I get that it's there for tension, <laughs> but it's also like you could still have a tense moment without that. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like I mean, and 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 I just gave you guys an example. But anyways. <laughs> Well, maybe Nathan Drake was her husband, and that's the lighter, you know. And then oh, I'm kidding. You know, probably not. Yes, yeah, the cute little Easter egg that they they put the lighter in there, but that was it. Guys, um, but guys, guys, the car, the the cordycep is actually the curse of El, El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, you know, guys, guys, <laughs> Naughty Dog Cinematic Universe, right? Um, yeah, guys, I could talk about this forever honestly it was such a good episode your insights were brilliant i i can't wait to continue deconstructing the rest of this series with you guys on a week-to-week basis uh but unfortunately we are out of time um i just want to give you guys uh, a little bit to um plug anything that you need to plug and then uh say where people can find you uh kenji i'll start with you where can folks find you well you can find me on instagram and uh, on uh, TikTok at Kenjinator. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at the Kenjinator. And on Sundays, you can find me uh, with my dad's D and D campaign. You know where you can right here the Gatewalker Saga. Uh, uh, his Twitch is at KD in LA. And uh, yeah, every Sunday uh, we have our campaign going. So please check us out. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kenjinator. And then Jordan, where can everyone find you? Yeah, uh, I'm on Instagram, CityStars13. Um, I post funny stories. I don't really post any posts. I should probably more, <laughs> but I don't. Um, but I post uh, funny stories and just little tidbits. So yeah, you can find me there. Awesome. And I've been your host, Mike Manalo. You guys can find me at TidyBullBoy182 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but mostly on the nerdsofcolor.org, whattowatch.com, and that's at la.com. Um, until next time, guys, um, it's been fun. Please feel free and please be sure to tune in to the next uh, Basic Binges. Uh, I believe the next show will be um, on Wednesday uh, for the Netflix series Jung E. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, if you want, uh, tune in as well next Monday where we're going to talk about episode three of The Last of Us. Until then, stay safe, guys, and thank you so much.